BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeart Radio app. John and Ken On Demand is the podcast on the iHeart app, and that gets posted after 4 o'clock. And we're on the air from 1 till 4. And uh, that is all. That is all you need to know. That's it. I think you said it all. We can leave. That's right. We can go home now. You will tune in after 4 and it'll be an empty podcast. It'll have one minute and that's it. (laughs) I'll just have the commercials. We peaked. (laughs) The commercials. Uh, Well, now that Dianne Feinstein has passed away, I guess you could say that California's elderly hacks... That is long time or just old politicians that are still around to be interviewed are Jerry Brown, 85. He's even older than Biden, if I realized that originally. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, 76. NBC News decided, well, you know, since this Asian Pacific Economic Conference was in San Francisco and he had to send all these reporters there because... Biden's going to be there and the president of China is going to be there. You guys got to write stories, right? You got to you got to fill uh, up your time with some sort of interviews. So Jerry Brown went to the event. So did Duell. Schwarzenegger was around for another reason. But Brown was in San Francisco during a summit of the Asian Pacific nations. And they were both interviewed by NBC News. It's a shame that we didn't get the audio on this because there's, you know, it is kind of a tongue bath. They're both sort of... Uh, seen as the elder statesman and with all of their experience looking back one of the reasons they interviewed schwarzenegger is john it was just the 20th anniversary of the recall yes that was just uh, last week yeah so um he was interviewed on stage by journalist oh man carla marinucci remember her oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and of course she had to ask him about trump right off the bat he didn't really want to say much about that so Schwarzenegger yeah, he said, I don't want to comment now on every single stupid thing that he says. 
Schwarzenegger talking about Trump. Yeah. So when he won the recall election, he said, I wanted to serve the people. It didn't matter if they're Democrats or Republicans or independents or declined to states. I know that I won and I had to represent all the people, even though my Republican colleagues didn't like that because they wanted to be stuck in the ideological corner. Well, the problem with Schwarzenegger is, and we went over this in real time back then, is that he ran from problems and instead just wanted to be popular. Mm -hmm. So they put a and huge slate of reforms on the ballot, I think it was in early 2005, dealing with the pension problem, so many other issues. He hardly campaigned for it because it didn't look good in the polls. He ran and then he became the climate change governor after that. Right. In fact, and he then, hired as his chief of staff a former uh, top Democratic female to take over and point him in a different direction so he could do better in the polls. And then he lied about never raising taxes. After yes. he got reelected, he raised taxes uh, drastically, and uh, we ended up uh, helping to repeal those taxes with a referendum. Right. Uh, so that, that's why he uh, left in disgrace was he, he screwed the people over. He lied to them. Uh, he know, got reelected after that, which is what he wanted to position himself he, for that in 2006. Well, he, treat, then, uh, he just kind of coasted the last four years. He treated his uh, uh, constituents like he treated his nanny. That was a chance at that point for really big change, mm -hmm. and uh, he gave up. Right, as He's we said, getting me mad all over again. Oh, sorry. You know, that. passions fade with time, and now I'm all worked up again, remembering you know why, you know what a, uh, what just what a double crosser he was, a turncoat, a turncoat. Uh, as for Jerry Brown, one thing that we picked out when he was interviewed by NBC News. Uh, asked for his view of Vice President Kamala Harris, who got her start in California politics. The writer actually says Brown stiffened a bit. I don't know where, but uh, you can. <laughs> well, I, I know where it didn't happen. The garrulous ex-governor who freely opined on U.S.-Chinese relations, global threats, and even Gregorian chants, keep reading, had nothing at all to share about a fellow Californian who's next in line for the presidential succession. Quote, I do not have a thought on that topic. Yeah, he doesn't want... He Funny you should say that, Jerry. Neither does she on any topic. <laughs> well, he has plenty of thoughts. He just doesn't have the guts to give them. He doesn't want to start a big storm. He's 85 and he's waiting for the grave. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, but he trying to ride out the tide here and why... Right, virt virtually... I, I would say his silence, though, speaks volumes. Privately, I from what I've read, virtually everybody who's ever known her doesn't like her. I have run into Trump haters, Democrats, progressives who they don't say they hate her. They just go, what's with that? How did she get to be vice president? They're just yeah. stunned. No, I'm talking about people who knew her personally. Most, oh. most of her staff over the years, as she's gone from one level to the next, has, has quit on her. Right. Nobody likes working for her. Nobody likes her as a person. Even Willie Brown, after he was done with his jollies. President Harris doesn't have anything good to say i mean she's right. just she's just got she's got that personality this drives you away <laughs> jerry brown actually got stuck in like the 60s too at one point he was referring to daniel ellsberg remember that the pentagon papers that's 50 he years stuck, ago yeah, he stuck that into one that's over quotes. 50 years nbc ago. news had to put in parentheses a little reference to the pentagon papers that's to give right. people some idea mm -hmm. of uh, what he was talking about uh, that part about Gregorian chants. Uh, Brown said, I like policy. I like issues, climate, prison reform, education, water. 
I like politics. It keeps you on your toes because you can screw up at any moment and it can all come crashing down if you say the wrong thing. That keeps your heart beating a little faster. Oh, I also like monasteries and Gregorian chants. Well, there's something to admit. Okay, that's weird for a guy. Monasteries and Gregorian chants. Do they have concerts with Gregorian chants that you can go to or like shows? Only monks go to those. Is that like what you hear? He's a guy who wanted to spend his life. The monks with... kind of sing together, Adi, Mani, Mani, yeah. like Latin and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really weird. Right. Yeah, there was a hit record that's... back in the 90s. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. it had like the Gregorian chants in it. It was kind of, it was eerie, but it, it made the song unique. Yeah, I know. But uh, uh, guys who like Gregorian chants and guys in monasteries, they walk around wearing robes and no underwear all day. Oh, there we go. He found something. You see Jerry Brown just sitting up there in the ranch yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Listening to these Gregorian chants. With no clothes on. To me, what I think of right away is a horror movie. <laughs> That's what occurs to me right now. Probably, Somebody's about to get stabbed. Yeah, they, they probably use this stuff in horror movies. Especially the religious-themed ones. I guess and it's supposed to be very devout he's singing. And he's just an old, reflection. old weirdo. That's what he is. Uh, yeah. So, of course, Brown was also asked about... Uh, <laughs> Monasteries, really. <laughs> you um, want, what? A bunch of men living together wearing robes. Okay. <laughs> Chanting. <laughs> wow. That sounds really attractive. Love to spend the weekend there. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's more worried about the public's restive mood than he is about Biden's age. And, of course... Old Joe turned 81 yesterday. Brown said he has nothing to worry about until he gets to be 85, which is what Brown is. Well, Brown sounds a lot sure. Essentially, it's not the age. It's the condition of the brain. As nutty as he is. He yeah, he sound, always had a lot of energy and didn't seem to have diminished. He's still, you know, based on this printed interview. I, didn't, I, I, didn't. I haven't seen him walking around right, lately but, and but, trying but to I find mean, his way on stage. Okay, like. these thoughts are more coherent. <laughs> that, that, you know, they have a beginning, middle, and end than right. Biden's uh, public mumblings lately. Uh, is he the best bet to beat Trump next year? And Brown said, I would say he's the man of the hour. He's there. I mean, not sure what that means. It means uh, we're stuck with him. Who the hell knows? I don't have any great political strategy here for the Democrats. It's all very challenging, he continued. <laughs> <laughs> and then he mentioned his uh, no thoughts on Kamala yeah, Harris. So. I, yeah. Well, because... He, Should have asked him about Newsom. They did not like each other either. Remember that? We got wind of that years ago. But Jerry Brown, not a fan of Gavin Newsom. I will say this. Brown doesn't like all the right people. <laughs> well, he always went his own way, which yeah, was sometimes but, befuddling, right? Yeah, but there was there was, there was was something authentic about him, and I think he's really repelled. Uh, I, I read a good word to describe uh, Newsom, smarmy. Anybody who lies like that should not be listened to. And and it's smarmy it's, is true. Smarmy, that's, yeah, that's it is kind word. of the know-it-all with the big words and yeah, the tech but, jargon. But a poser, uh, a, a fake, right? And I, I think and Brown is like completely nuts. But he seemed to recoil from people who were really obviously fake. Yes, I did pick that up in Jerry. You and I met him. Yeah, at least one occasion. I remember that many years ago. But um, oh, and the last part I just want to mention. Schwarzenegger now has an institute in his name at the University of Southern California. Remember the think tank? I guess it's mm -hmm. still there. The mission is to promote post-partisanship. How's that going? Yeah. <laughs> Solving real-world problems. Yeah.
No, I mean, he's the one who designed uh, one, one of his stupid ideas that did pass was uh, to have this uh, 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 these primaries where all the Republicans, Democrats, and everybody else is all on one ballot together, and then the top two go to the final. Oh, yeah, And right. all it did is produce super majorities of Democrats. That that's, came that's, from uh, that idiot who wanted to be governor. What was that uh, state senator's uh, name? Uh, Abel Maldonado. Yeah. Maldon and that's the yeah. deal that, that he made that's with Schwarzenegger right. to get his tax vote. And, and then that was it. Oh, then Republic, uh, Republicans were completely shut out of governing in Sacramento. No other party replaced the Republicans, and it became a monolithic culture up there. And we really went in the sewer. And that came from Schwarzenegger. He's and a, how's, he's is a Tony Villar still at the think tank? Is he still contributing to the think tank? He's, he's, try, he's still trying to think. He's taking the listening tour. <laughs> I'm on a listening tour. He's sitting there grunting and just trying to burp out a thought. Uh, all right, uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, so the voters of Los Angeles, uh, now it's more clear, got fooled. The endless well that is spending on the homeless, a homeless industrial complex, we call it, billions and billions of dollars spent, not enough. So they looked for a new way in the city of Los Angeles to drain even more money from taxpayers. And they put on the ballot Measure ULA. I think that stands for Unite LA. But it's a, it's a property transfer tax. And when they sold it to the voters, they basically said this is just going to soak the wealthy. This is only going to affect people who have very, very expensive homes for sale. If you have a property costing between $5 million and $10 million, the transfer tax is 4.45%. When it gets above $10 million, it jumps to 5.95%. This is above and beyond anything else you're going to pay to transfer the property. They got it passed. And now what we learn, and we learn this because Chicago is thinking about putting the same measure on its ballot to try to get out of their, they're calling it Bring Chicago Home transfer tax it goes before a vote in that city in march but we learned from los angeles councilwoman nithya raman that quote well we marketed it as a mansion tax and that's what made it easy for voters to get behind but now what we've learned it goes after commercial properties too office buildings shopping centers <laughs> Industrial warehouses, apartment buildings where renters could get hit with these increases when so the apartment changes it, hands. It wasn't just soaking the wealthy. It ends up soaking renters because if the taxes are heavy on a rental building, renters are going to have to pay higher rents. And it, if, if you're soaking business owners, they're going to have to charge you more for their goods and services. Right. So so the Chicago Tribune did a story on what plan they were trying to pass in Chicago, and they went to Nithya Raman, and she explained how she and the others in her progressive circle fooled the public. It was marketed as a mansion tax. Marketed. Not that it was a mansion tax. It was in part. And I don't that, think we even focused on the commercial aspects of this as much as just the private real estate sales. I don't remember. So maybe even we were fooled because 
they, they said, well, it's only going to affect millionaires and billionaires. You know I mean, how many people sell properties for more than because, five million? Because who covered this other than the El Segundo Propaganda Times? Times and yeah. I bet you if we go back and look at their coverage, that part was not prominent. And they did not dissect exactly that if you go after commercial buildings and you go after rental buildings, that it would jack up prices for, for consumers and it would jack up rents for renters. Because you, what you need when you promote propaganda is you need media outlets to amplify the propaganda. And that's what we have here. And I bet you the TV stations barely covered this because it would be too complicated. So they talked to a guy with the California Business Properties Association, Matthew Hargrove. He's the CEO. And he said, without doing a lot of digging, you're going to find out this was a disaster for L.A. real estate. It's a market. Markets react to taxes. They're not coming anywhere near their promised numbers. That's the problem with doing policy at the ballot box. L.A. officials had predicted the first year of this new city higher transfer tax would rake in $672 million for homeless services. And proponents, those really pushing this on the ballot, said, oh, no, we're going to rake in $900 million. Well, as of October, $100 million the first six months. So you doubled that $200 million. That's well short of those two predictions. Well, the uh, af after the... Uh Tax went into effect uh, the month of April. Only two mansions worth $5 million or more were sold. In March, it was 126. People sold to beat the deadline. And then after the deadline, the market dried up almost entirely from 126 to two. And that's how... See, most people who have made a lot of money and they have expensive homes or condos are smart people. Or they hire smart people. And for them, it's not hard to do math. Right. For political hacks, it's very hard to do math. They're not good at numbers. Nithya Raman is, is really, bottom line, a communist. So it's not surprising she wants to soak the rich and soak property owners. Remember, communists don't believe that you should own private property. And... Most of the people behind this measure are basically communists. Communists is having a resurgence in this country, just like anti-Semitism is. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's starting to look like, the, you know, the 1930s again. 1930s, 1940s, 1950s. There was a lot of this stuff. I guess the old generation died out and there's no public memory of what life was like under communism. What life was like uh, when, when Jews were uh, being slaughtered. And, and so that's why you have rebounds, because a new generation doesn't know. And If you have a $10 million dollar property and you get hit with this 5.95% transfer tax, that is $600,000. Now, they're, they're going to say, well, that's just pennies to a billionaire. But, you know, if you're involved in commercial real estate where, you know, margins can be tough, particularly if you own an apartment building or a shopping center or something like that, $600,000 is a lot of money. And, and That's going to affect your decisions and your timing. Offends me. It's not, not Nithya Raman's business. Just because she doesn't have the talents and intelligence to make millions or billions of dollars, she, she, pat, she promotes a law that denies other people from enjoying the profits that they, that they make. Yeah. Well, who, who the hell is she? She's like a little, uh, a little gnat on your rear end, buzzing around, try, trying, trying to take from you what she herself cannot create. She doesn't create wealth. She's, she's never created a dime of wealth in her life. Well, 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 so what is this? Her, her wacky theory? Well, I just, I don't think it's fair. It's not up to you. Who are you? 
Who are these, these people? If I thinking if, that, that some people are just putting off selling or they're hoping maybe a court case overturns the tax hike or, and I think a recent one was not good news. I think it was upheld. Uh, or they just price it if they're in that range at just under $5 million. So there's no mm. transfer tax. So like $4.999 million. Right. Just to give them the finger. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the tricks you have to pull, but uh, you know it should get it should get repealed. It's not producing the money, and the money is going for what? To pay more criminally crooked nonprofits? I, I I mean that's the thing. The money just goes into a black hole and enriches people who are in the uh, in the fraud industry. Nonprofit homeless uh, organizations, hucksters, are hucksters. They're, they're, it's, it's a scam. Shysters and huckster. Shyst, yes, it's shyster and huckster. That's we, the name of the law firm that represents them. Right? Exactly. Um, the mind. Uh, it's clearly. But I just love the way she said, and we've known this for as long as we've done this show, that people will vote for a tax that does not affect them. A statewide sales tax, nah. a gas tax, they're not too happy with. But, you know, oh, remember the tax on millionaires for mental health services yes. from Daryl Steinberg oh, 20 years ago? That worked. You don't see men mentally ill people on the streets no, anymore. No, you know, it's been that? a miracle. Hasn't that done the, done the job? It, it's, it's all crime is what they're committing. The mental health tax was a crime. This mansion tax was a crime. It, it's just taking money because you don't like successful people. I mean, that is a bitter, sad person. Oh, and just one quick story about that mental health tax. This came up a couple of months ago. They were trying to move some of that money out of there into housing. And I'm thinking, wow, I, don't we hear every day we have a mental health crisis? We don't have enough mental health workers and psych facilities. And yet they wanted to take money from mm -hmm. the millionaire's tax and move it over to more of their crazy housing ideas. That tells you all you need to know about how hopeless and useless that they are. All right, we'll be more. We've got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Steve Covino from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast, and you could uh, listen to the whole show all over again. Yeah, and coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll have another challenger to L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. It is a judge who would like to replace him. He's got a lot of challengers coming up in the March primary, but we'll talk to her and, and get her viewpoints out there because it'll be great if Gascon can't even finish in the top two in that March primary and cannot advance to the election in November. The 13th annual KFI Postathon is here. You might know that already. Uh, Chef Bruno's charity, Caterina's Club, provides more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And your generosity is what makes this happen. You can help by donating at pastathon.com, shop at any Smart and Final store and donate at checkout, or go to any Wendy's restaurant in SoCal and donate. We'll be broadcasting live all day from the Anaheim White House restaurant on Giving Tuesday, which is one week from today, November 28th. Come out and see us from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m., 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club, and the easiest way to find out everything is to go to pastathon.com. Well, it's another case of <laughs> you try to do something and you get punished for it. And, of course, the category is crime. And we've done stories where uh, the police are telling you things. Uh, don't carry that fancy phone or that fancy watch. When you're walking down the sidewalk, it might catch a thief's eye, and he might decide to steal it right there on the on the sidewalk and then we've had those stories where uh workers in some stores like convenience stores have a, a jewelry store it's like one of our favorite stories where they've uh, taken to bashing the attempted burglar and driving them out of the store whether it's a homeless shoplifter or that fat guy that tried to uh yeah knock him, off that jewelry store beat him with a stick they beat him with the stick him where it and hurts he, he went running uh this one's a little different angle but comes back to the same sad tale We've been trying to get this guy on the show. He appears like he's already been on Fox News numerous times. His name is Vince Rishi. And um, two armed men in masks charged at him as he's walking to his front door a few weeks ago. One of them had a gun out. So what Rishi did was he dropped his keys and apparently had a drink in his hand. And he pulled the handgun from his waist and he shot. And those guys turned and they ran. He said uh, he was just trying to protect himself and his wife and five-month-old daughter who were inside the house. Now, he says his reward is that his concealed weapon permit has been suspended. And that does not please him. So this has made him a cause celeb for those who believe that you have to protect yourself because the well, way the criminal justice system has crumbled in L.A., yeah. what choice do you have sometimes well, but to be ready with your own weapon? You do or you die. He's standing there. He doesn't know what these guys are going to do. You can't wait to find out if they're armed, if they're going to use their guns. Well, the the guy's gun was showing. They're armed. Yeah. 
The guy's weapon was out as he approached him. Basically, the guy was saying, I mean business here. I'm coming into your house. You better back up and let me in. And that's how he said, that's it. He took out his gun. Yeah, right. He's completely in the right. Yeah, absolutely in the right. I think you should be able to shoot anybody who approaches your door. Anybody. And you don't have to uh, give him 20 questions. The the mailman? If he's threatening. (laughs) Okay, just wanted to clarify. No. When you say anyone, no, no, the, any, 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 the, any, the FedEx guy, any, <laughs> any bad guy. Hey, you know, you know, some of these guys impersonate FedEx guys now. We <laughs> had, true. we we had a robbery. But I, I hope you wouldn't be that jittery to start shooting everybody that approaches your door. We right? had a robbery in our. Well, don't approach my door then. <laughs> we had a robbery. I, I hope in you our, don't approach. Hope you don't go to the next party. Approach somebody's door and he shoots you. The, 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 there were there were guys staking out a neighbor's house on, right around the corner from us. Right, uh, just. Tenth of a mile away. And they they had a van and they put a fake Amazon decal on the van. And they were dressed yeah. like Amazon workers and they waited for this couple, and I've met this couple, to leave. They were going on a weekend vacation. And then they watched as the housekeeper left. And it was a Friday afternoon, and they figured, okay, these people are gone for the weekend because they saw the couple walking out with suitcases, and yeah. then they saw the the housekeeper look like she was done for the day, and they climbed out of the Amazon truck, went inside, and looted the place, loaded yeah. it up on the truck, and drove off. Wow. So just because you're wearing a service uniform doesn't mean you're not a bad guy. Well, the next thing that happened was uh, it says it's unclear why his permit, they call them CCWs, was suspended. And the first stories I saw, LAPD was denying that they did anything because they didn't issue it, nor did they revoke it. So we made our way back to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and they confirmed with the sheriff puppet Luna in charge that they suspended his permit. Uh, The department's been in contact with him and his family about permit protocols. What the hell does that mean? There are avenues for Mr. Ricci to reapply for his permit. The permit may be immediately reinstated as long as the permit holder has also followed all required CCW it's, policies. It's gibberish. There's a, the, the, the sheriff's department is punishing him for defending himself and his family. That's what they do. There's they, a rumor, which is the story covers, that perhaps he got a little angry with them and they might be punishing him. When they were discussing the incident with him, perhaps they didn't like his behavior, but there, nobody's confirming really, that. They didn't like his behavior. Yeah, he may have gotten like, what are you asking me questions for? He had, he I'm had, the guy that was going to get robbed. My family's inside. I just did what I had to do. He had two guys w- with masks and, and with guns, and they didn't like his behavior. So he's given a, a, a gun timeout now. And I like the way we're spending all the time on this and not the the search for these these robbers. Where are they? Where do yeah. they go? Who are well, they? Well, but I mean, this is this is Luna. <laughs> this is the, the, you think uh, Alex Villanueva would do this to a private citizen? This is Robert Luna's sheriff's department now. So of course now we're going to have to deal with this because you know he's sucking up to all the uh, left wing communists in uh, the county government. Uh, they have not. It's not clear whether any of the attempted assailants were injured from the gunfire. The two people who jumped over a wall into Ricci's home, and there's a third man believed to be a driver, are still at large. So they had really planned this operation. They had a getaway driver and anything and everything, and I guess they just picked this man's home. And, and in some cases, that could be exactly why, because they saw him going up to his front door and said, "Let's just bum rush this guy right inside the house and take all their stuff and run." Rather than having to break into the house, maybe that's what they were thinking. Uh, Little how, did they know he was going to turn and, and fire right. his gun at them. And how many how many times do you think these two armed men were arrested in the past? 
How many, t- how many, how many times yes. do you think these guys were spun out of the jail system? Like that guy we learned about last week has been yeah. arrested. How many times was it? Yeah. Over 15 months, eight times, yeah. five times because for robberies? They, we, now we have a whole category, and this is thousands of them, thousands of bad guys who are arrested and never even prosecuted because George Gascon has 13,000 unprosecuted cases on his desk. So yeah. this is, you know, and they're going to tell you, like, uh, recidivism rate is really down here, you know. There's a very small percentage end up in jail after they're released. Of course not. You you no longer put people in jail. That's 13,000 times somebody potentially should be put in jail. And it's now a big zero on the scoreboard because of Gascon. Uh, yeah, Ricci said, I acquired the Glock the right way. They granted me the right to carry it. Now they're stripping me with the with the men at yeah. large that were looking, at, looking for me. The sheriff's attempt now at coming after me seems petty. Yeah, it well, is petty. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's absolutely right to use the gun. And they had no right to take it away. What, he got mouthy with a cop? Who cares? Are, are cops that fragile? Really? Guys jacked up it on just says he may have, Yeah, It just says he may have yelled at or criticized during the investigation. It doesn't say. Uh, but nobody is sure whether or not that's the reason. Yeah. Uh, what could he possibly have done wrong? They didn't respond to questions about why they revoked yeah. the permit. This is, what, this is what they do in government. Everybody shuts down. Nobody wants to talk about it. And uh, a guy like him can't can't even get an answer, let alone his gun back. That's wrong. you're going to see more of this because this is what people need to do now that we have a lot of criminals running loose. You know? And time and time again, they try to placate you by telling you the crime is not going they, up. Uh, they must be laughing their ass off, the two guys who accosted him, because all these guys keep track of the news. They see that he's in trouble. He lost his gun. This is an invitation for these two guys to come back. Right. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to come back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's crazy that 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 they would anybody would even publicize this and put the family in danger. I look. Did you did you look at the home surveillance video of this incident? It's only twenty two seconds. It's with the uh, El Segundo Times article. I guess he has a little camera in his hallway there. Where he was he's slowly walking up to his front door. You can see the drink in his hand, trying to reach for his keys or something. And yeah, the gun the gunman comes right up behind him and bumps him. And you can see the weapon clearly in his hand. So Ricci just turns, his drink goes flying, and boom, boom, boom. You see the, yeah, <laughs> you see the blast from the gun go off. Yeah. Pretty funny looking. All right. That's what, yeah. that's what we have to do. But total <laughs> breakdown. Total breakdown of protection by the government now. Can't you don't count wait on the cops. to talk about You don't even go, hey, what's going on? No, no, no. No, yeah. no. No discussion. Just, just bullets. <laughs> it was like, like an old Western. He was just quick to just real turn and fire. All right. We'll be right back. Johnny Ken, KFIA of 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Next hour, uh, another chapter in the continuing saga of uh, businesses under the 10 freeway. Uh, We have more reports and more updates on what's gone on over the years. That property under the 10 freeway where the fire went off and to burn the freeway so that it was closed for about a week. Uh, There's still more stories coming out about the inspections that took place and including one inspector who said unequivocally, evict. They've got to be evicted. It's a very dangerous situation. So who's going to explain to all of us why, after they produce paperwork that says this is a danger, must be evicted, why no employees actually evict these companies or at least remove the combustible materials? Yeah, there's got to be an emergency way. Instead, they just they pretend, they pretend like it was a tenant in an apartment. Well, we have to go through the proper channels and file the legal documents and go to court and get an order. And 
but, but that's not what this is a huge public public emergency it's a, it's it's a it's a fire emergency and you can do that immediately like i said think of a nightclub that's too crowded fire marshal comes in people start heading for the front door got to get out got to get out you're over capacity out out everybody leaves because it's it's an immediate danger it's an emergency so why didn't they do that get all the wood pallets and all the other uh, uh chemicals or whatever was flammable hand sanitizer my hand, favorite hand sanitizer out so did they just not feel like it were they tired was it more comfortable to lean back in the chair put your feet up on the desk and nap why why would you possibly not get get that all that dangerous material out of there all right, we'll get into the details of this right after the news at 2 o'clock. We were just talking about a homeowner in L.A. who had to take out his concealed weapon to defend his family and his home from intruders. And, of course, uh, the response from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is that they've suspended his permit. Nice. We'll talk about another different shooter. Apparently, a Ukrainian sniper took out a Russian soldier from nearly two and a half miles away. Isn't that cool? How do you even, <laughs> what's the scope? How do you even get a, a bead on, on, <laughs> on this person that you're shooting at? Uh, it's a high-tech rifle. Uh, the translation into English is Horizons Lord. And yes, there are record keepers for this kind of stuff. Uh, he used the Ukraine-made, it's called a Volodar Oberu rifle, which, as I mentioned, translates to Horizons Lord. And it was 3,800 meters or 2.3 miles away. That's more than 40 U.S. football fields to give you an idea of the distance. The Security Service of Ukraine noted the record achievement in a statement crowing, a new world record, a sniper of the SBU destroyed a Russian soldier from a distance of 3.8 kilometers. Destroyed a Russian soldier. <laughs> like, are there other war record-keeping statistics. That is a rough neighborhood between the Russians and Ukrainians. I know. Wow. <laughs> he took aim at this Russian soldier from this incredible distance. Uh, SBU snipers are changing the rules of world sniping, demonstrating the ability to work effectively at fantastic distances, according to uh, this statement. Uh, the previous record was believed to be held by a Canadian soldier who hit a target from a distance of 2.2 miles in Iraq. That must have, in the year 2017. That must have freaked out the, the guy standing next to him. Because you, you look around, right? You see your 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 comrade go down there. Oh, yeah. You know, with a, with a bullet in his head. And now you're looking around like, who did that? Cause I he, imagine he was standing and maybe just on patrol. The soldier lot, that he could a, get, get killed. I don't think he'd be lying at a trench, you know. Get I, hit. There was a lot of open space. I mean, to, to shoot from two miles away, you need a you obviously need a clear shot. So right. I, think, I think if I remember the photo right. Well, it says here, grainy footage of the reported record-setting shot yet to be verified has been shared across channels. Two figures can be seen in the footage. And after three shots are fired, the two figures drop to the ground before starting to crawl away. It's unclear when or where the shot was made, though. Oh. Yeah, so they must have had some kind of telescopic lens. Yeah, to see get, it, right? some and, idea of the, yeah. to aim. And, right. uh, you know, he got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the enemy soldier dropped after being struck by the round, fired from 30 football fields away. Uh, the shot marks a distance that now ranks second in the world ranking, uh, confirmed by the command of the armed forces in Ukraine. So that's uh, that's quite a feat. Yeah. 
And it, you know what? And, and it freaks all the other Russians fighting in that area out now because they don't know if that sharpshooter is lurking within two miles of them. Yeah. And I, that every time they their their head is poked up, uh, that <laughs> this guy could take it off. Yeah, I mean, you might think you're safe because you've got you know other soldiers and tanks in front of you, but uh, and I realize that's a, a, a kind of a low-tech way to take out the enemy, a sniper one at a time, but uh, you're right, it probably sends terror. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the, the soldiers' it's, it's the terror. minds. Yeah, it completely demoralizes because now they almost walk around constantly looking, looking over his shoulder. You can't look over your shoulder and see a bullet coming from two miles away. Right. You know, it's one thing is if you're doing uh, combat and you look up uh, on the roofs and see the sharpshooters, right? And you look for movement on the roofs, and then you can take cover. You can't do this here. Now, I had heard that the Ukraine was going to use this tactic, that they had quite a number of sharpshooters in their military, and that this was another way. Because, you know, when you're clearly outmanned and uh, out, obviously the Russian army has many weapons at its disposal, the... the uh, yeah. The Ukrainians had to come up with all possible ideas. And I had heard just when the war was beginning that one of their ideas was to use snipers to good effect, particularly to get like the leaders of the Russian troops to try to take out, you know, some of the commanders, which really also sends a chill through the enemy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the video again and it's all wide open space and it looks like they're walking uh, the victims. The victim is walking just inside a ridge across the way. And you can see right. him suddenly go down, and then the other two guys he's with suddenly drop as well to start to crawl away because they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, um, this has become uh, the this has become the forgotten war with now Israel against Hamas. I see a story today: more than ten thousand civilians have been killed in Ukraine in this war so far. It's been at a stalemate for most of the year. It has. It's, right. they're, not, they're not pushing the Russians back uh, anymore, and the Russians are not getting gaining any more ground. So. How long are they going to do this and spend the money and feed their young men into the grinding machine? A lot of Ukrainian guys are getting out of the country because they don't want to. They don't want to get a draft notice. I, yeah, I, I see mean, one story here: families of Russian troops protest Ukraine war, but they'll probably be dragged away. Yeah, I just. Uh, but remember the Iran Iraq War uh, a long time ago? Went on for eight years and it was a stalemate. It was a stalemate. But, but yes, they just I do remember did, that. because the leaders don't care if all their young men get killed it doesn't matter to them all these leaders are sociopaths they had they you know doesn't bother their conscience they don't feel regret you know it's just the way you got to do business yeah. and so they, they don't get it you know they're spending everybody else's money anyway so taxpayers keep paying for the war and uh they they they, they keep uh, giving up their their young their young sons to be uh, shot to death or bombed or whatever and I see another headline here that Russia will not coexist with the current Ukrainian regime. And uh, they will resist the strength of the NATO military alliance. They will see, not they'll not put up with the with the Zelensky and his crew in charge. We've given them tens of billions of dollars, but it was only enough for a stalemate. The only way for Ukraine to win is we've got to dramatically increase the money we're giving them. Right. And we're already, uh, you know, trillions in debt. So, you know, there's no good answer here. When you have a murderous, homicidal maniac, genocidal maniac like Putin, these guys uh, get the run of the place. Look how how long Hitler. Look how many people uh, Stalin killed in Russia. It was like 20 million people. They, they, All right. When we return, more details are coming out about what was exactly underneath the 10 freeway, which caught went up in flames 
just a, about a week or so ago. And uh, we now know about all the details of the inspections, what they found and what they did and did not do. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And we've got Sandy Wells in for Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.